Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. So Chris Tabor has already met with the media today over at Bank of America Stadium, and we kind of glossed over the Brian Burns incident where he got ejected yesterday, and Chris Tabor talked about the message he gave to his team after their best defensive player got ejected. Sometimes guys try to make plays because they're 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 pressing, you know. And I talk about being loose. I, I, I say you gotta let things happen for you, not to you. And when you start letting things happen to you, those are those are the things that that come up. And the nice thing about that is, really deep down, if you step away, you're the one that controls all that. So uh, that that has that has to be a mindset. I'll be honest with you. I went into yesterday's game, and I said to myself on well, probably Thursday night, as you're playing the game, I said, "Well, this should come down. Let's get it to the fourth quarter. Eddie's going to need to make a kick to win this thing, and and let's go." And when we got the ball back there at the end of the fourth quarter, I said, "Okay." Just what I anticipated. So the, I, you're in a very calm state. I think you have to think those things through and play it over and over again. And then that way it does allow you to play loose and because you've already experienced where you're, where you're at. Let's play the what-if game. Guys, do you think if Brian Burns doesn't get ejected from the game, the Panthers get their second win of the season? Ooh. Yeah, uh, I'll say no on that. I mean, I don't think de- defensive players are affecting the spread that much. I mean, he didn't get a sack in the game prior to him getting kicked out, so I'm going to go no on that. Well, I mean, it reminds me of the Tampa Bay game last year, and people were discussing J.C. Horn's absence, allowing Tampa Bay to win like they did because Mike Evans had a couple of bombs that he caught. Well, his bomb yesterday came against Troy Hill, J.C. Horn not covering him out of the game. And it just reminds me it's the same thing again. I'm not saying J.C. Horn playing more. He was on a pitch count. Right. But if he would have played more, they would have won. No, I'm not going to entertain that as much either. I, I like it. Fiddy's been trying to be positive Panther Fiddy over there the last he couple of weeks. Been. Dude, one in 11, man. I, there's I appreciate a, it. There's, a, there's enough negativity in the world. We need positivity. What, what I like is that last week you actually did stick your toe in the water, in the playoff water again. At 1 in 10. And they were the first team eliminated from playoff contention after yesterday's loss. They were. I love that. It doesn't matter. You still see the light at the end of the tunnel, even if you're underground and there's no beam of light shining through. The best part was I watched yesterday's game over at my Mama's, And so when she, when, they, when the, the announcers made it known that they were eliminated, she was like, they were one in 10 and not eliminated from the playoffs. Why you watch this crap? And I was like, Mom, it's the NFC South. One in 10 is very much still alive. All right, Wes, I don't know about you, but I'm going to have to hear more takes from Mama. That's what I'm going to have to do. Me too. Oh, I'm she's with got you plenty 100%. of them. I want to hear these takes. I'm gonna, I want to hear them from her for sure, but also from Fiddy impersonating her. 
Yeah. That was not the best mall impression. Well, too bad. It was entertaining to me. I feel like we need to explore that a little more. Um, you mentioned J.C. Horn playing on a snap count. Chris Tabor said today his workload, it will increase as the season moves along. That was his first game back. You want to you want to work him right back in there and, and, and get him up to speed. And I think that uh, he's recovered nicely. So uh, I, I, I do see that happening. Wes, what type of impact do you think the shutdown corner will have on this defense throughout the remainder of the season? Uh, I mean, this has been a pretty solid defense all year long. I mean, he will probably add to that once he gets his feet under him, so to speak. I mean, he had to come back yesterday, shake a little bit of the rust off, and that will continue on until uh, as the weeks go by. But, you know, this has been a good defense statistically, and I think that he will only help that as being one of the better players on said unit. Yeah, if you let Pro Football Focus tell it, he played 32 snaps yesterday and had a 90 defensive grade, 90.7 grade in coverage. And Dante Jackson played well yesterday, too. Thought both of those Yeah, guys. he made some nice plays. Yeah, he did. Um, been playing better the second half. It was a rough start for him. As much as I thought I came in with the take, I think this is going to be Dante's best season. Looking very poor for me at the beginning. Missing a lot of tackles. Been playing a lot better, though. So we'll see if he can end up in a good spot. J.C. Horn, Dante, clearly better than the other options they have. C.J. Henderson, not a good game from him. <laughs> yeah. Troy Hill, as much as I actually respect what Troy Hill has done this year for he Carolina. He looked over the hill yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, he did. It looked bad for him, especially on that bomb to Mike Evans. What else you got for me, Fitty? All right, let's transition back to the college football where the playoff is now set. And the committee has come, has come under fire by multiple people uh, locally and nationally, including Booger McFarlane, who sounded off on the playoffs uh, decision to leave Florida State out of the Final Four. This is a travesty to the sport. Because we go out there on the field and we play the game. And regardless of whether it looks good at the quarterback position, regardless whether we win with offense, whether we win with defense, the name of the game is to win. And that's a reason never before has this not been done. Winning a Power 5 conference, going undefeated, and not getting into the playoff. So I, I understand we want to look at style points. And who are we going to get for the best matchups? But that's not what this is about. This is about understanding to get the four best teams. One team has a loss, and that's Alabama. One team doesn't in Florida State. And the fact that this committee could take a Power 5 conference champion that's undefeated, those kids have went out there and busted their behind and not get into the playoff based on the eye test. Mind you, this is the same Alabama team who needed a prayer in Jordan Hare to beat an Auburn team that lost to New Mexico State. So that's really what has me bothered right now. Now, for some of you that may not know, Booger McFarland played at the SEC. He played at LSU, so he came from big boy football. And unlike Paul Feinbaum, very open to being critical of the SEC getting in over an undefeated Power 5 ACC champion. Do you put any more stock in the argument for Florida State with SEC people arguing that they should have been in over Alabama? Well, two things right here as well, you know, and everybody has biases to an extent. So I will say for Booger, LSU guy for sure, you know, they we know they hate Alabama, but then too, this is a defensive player. And I've seen opinions uh, from multiple guys already, and from the defensive guys, you've heard how much of a travesty this is. And then from offensive guys, you've heard that they've gotten it right, whether you talk about uh, Joey Galloway felt like that they got it right. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson felt like that they got it right. Uh, Greg McElroy, obviously Alabama quarterback, felt that they got it right. But then Richard Sherman was very upset about this. Booger McFarlane was upset about this because uh, football and – 
every league that you look at, the rules have been turned to cater more towards offensive play. And as far as what fans want to see, I, I keep saying this over and over again, but if Florida State had look, had have looked better playing their games offensively, I think that they would have gotten into this tournament. But I just think that they felt like they didn't want to see a defensively led, a defensive led football team get into this tournament and have to struggle against all the other teams that were at full strength. And so I think that's a little bit of what's at play with McFarlane. But what he said, obviously, uh, I lend a lot of credence to that. And he spoke his opinion, and that's certainly building a case for Florida State. And I, I didn't think anything he said was a lie, but at the end of the day, I just thought that Alabama is a hot football team. They're playing really great football. And the thing about Alabama is you know you're going to get a quality football game, win or lose out of them. You're not going to blow Alabama away. Like, you're going to have to earn it if you beat Nick Saban in the tie. And so that's another part of this as well, that you're going to get a great product. But maybe I'm wrong on this, but also so many people are you know, putting out the point that it's terrible for those kids at Florida State to have not lost a game and not get to the college football playoff. I get that. I absolutely feel bad for them. I don't know if I feel great informing Alabama and the players that didn't make it last year also. I'm not feeling great about telling those players, hey, I don't care if you beat the number one team in the country. I don't care if you beat the 11th team in the country in Ole Miss. I don't care if you gave LSU one of their three losses. Yes, I know Florida State did too. So did Alabama. And then they have a couple of other wins that are against teams that are ranked in the top 13. They have three wins against teams that are ranked in the top 13. I'm not skipping to go tell them that they didn't get to the college football playoff in exchange for Florida State. Hey, we are talking about sympathy for the football players. Okay, are we losing it? Telling Alabama despite doing what they did, which is impressive. Let's go off of their resume too. Florida State didn't lose a game. That's incredible. If you want to argue they deserve to be in, I totally get it. But Alabama have a lot of great wins on their schedule. I would argue that they have three better wins than the best one that Florida State has on their resume. Well, one coinciding with LSU, so that counts, but also with Ole Miss being up there and also Georgia, which is the end-all be-all, then at least with the best win conversation, I can see why that strength of schedule what they were able to accomplish would also call for them to be the fourth best team in college football to get into the playoff. Sorry, Booger. We're going to end with uh, more ball talk, Walker. Okay. Because Sad Cat from Lancaster says, if you were bald, you would look like a kneecap. Mm -hmm. Which insult has hurt you more? That you look like Kyle Singler mm. or that if you were bald, you would look like a kneecap? Singler. <laughs> really? Yeah. Not Kyle Singler, man. Man, that's how you know he's one well, ugly. I did not like Kyle Singler growing up. Really did not like Kyle Singler. And you got to dress up for him for a whole show. God, I can't wait. Yeah, no. What are you going to do with the hair? You got to get a lot of grease. I don't know. I'll think about it during the break.